It's interesting what I've observed in relationship. If I can maintain my center when the woman that I'm with is in like a tornado. Yeah. Then she trusts me. For sure. Yeah. The odd thing is she's saying that she wants you to engage and she's doing everything that she can to come in and get you to engage and get you to destabilize and fragment and join the tornado. And if you do that at a subconscious level, she will then disrespect you and say like, oh, I can't trust it. What happens when you get, it's like, I'm just, I'm just your girlfriend and I'm tearing you apart. And I can be a tornado as well, by the way. I'm just saying in this situation yeah, totally. where I'm like not in that, like, how do I navigate? Mm -hmm. If I'm out of center with myself and what center looks like is just feeling in integrity with myself, you know, and feeling like in alignment with myself, feeling like, oh, like my, my I don't feel the physiological expressions of being stressed out. And I feel like in my life, in my relationships, in my business, in my physiology, in my relationship to my parents, to my community, to the world, things feel like generally homeostatic. If I really truly embody that, then it wouldn't disrupt me, like capital M, me or whatever. It would just be something that I could actually truly see this person going through this traumatic like reoccurrence, like surfacing trauma coming to the surface right now and me be able to truly fully have compassion for that. I'm not in that place and so I can get stirred up and I can, but what I can do generally is I can come back and keep reminding myself because I have certain like anchors mm -hmm. where I will just come back and ask myself the question of like, is this kind? Could be one thing. I got that from Byron Katie. She's like, is it like that's a, a fine way to live your life? Like you can go just proceed with the mantra of like, well, is this kind? Mm -hmm. And so if me trying to belittle you because you're trying, I, I perceive you or project you to be belittling me, but it's not actually you. It's just this hurt eight-year-old girl version of you or boy version of you. It's not you. Now I'm getting pulled into this eight-year-old fight and I'm saying, okay, well, I want to make you feel like a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get you back. Yeah. And I'm going to bring up this thing. And yeah. like, how bad do you feel about yourself now? Now it's like, well, was that kind? And so you can, I think you can really just come back and like simple things like that. I think you could like live your life by pretty effectively. I think I've had that with women, you know, the, the tornado, if I've been in a tornado or I've been experienced my friends in tornadoes or I'm in tornadoes. I think for me, it's like so important that I'm given the space to fully have every oscillation of the tornado mm -hmm. and just say wild shit and just be wild. I'm not saying anything wild to them. I'm not degrading anyone being cruel or anything. That's what but, becomes different. Yes, but I can say wild shit not to them, but just in general where I'm like, this is... Because there's a part of me that's activated that needs to be held space for. Yeah. It's not obviously the capital S self. It's not the real me, but there's a part of me that really needs to be heard. I had this situation with two friends where I was with them and I had something happen with work that I... Basically, there was an opportunity that I was going to have that I didn't end up getting. And the two friends that I was with, one of them was like very activated by the things I was saying. So I was like, this always happens to me. Mm -hmm. I never get what I want. Like, I'm never going to be successful. You know that the yeah. stories come. And so the one friend was so activated by the stories I was saying where she was like, that's not true. Well, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to work harder? Are you going to like, and automatically goes into like solving mode? Yeah. And it just pisses you off more. And then the other friend was just like angel. She's like, okay, you know, we can like. We can feel that and just kind of fully there. And it was so helpful because I could realize in that moment that 
it wasn't, it's not me there. It's the activated part of me that's there and present. And if you go to solving, that part gets either even more triggered or shuts down or even gets pushed further mm-hmm. and never gets explored to be felt, to be healed. And so I think for women, whether it's masculine with the masculine or feminine with the feminine, it's like allowing that tornado and experience and not over-identifying it or not making it personal, I think is really important. To realize and unblend yourself from the parts though is so key because when you're with someone and talking to them and holding space and they've blended themselves where they get activated and triggered and they're like, I'm emotional, I am these things, it's so hard to like get to the truth because you're like, that's not the truth of what it is and we need to like unblend the selves from the story so that we can really work with them because that's how you can see things clearly when you're looking at it from like the person that you are rather than the stories or the exiles. But the only way you can actually facilitate someone getting closer to a truth is by just embodying that presence and that stillness and just like, cool, like you're like the ocean. Yeah. And you're allowing the, at the chop at the top of the water yeah. to just go crazy and this and that. Yeah. You're like, I am a safe container yep. in space for this right now where it gets a little funnier is if the person goes into violence yeah like violence in the form of nonverbal or, or ver- like verbal violence yeah emotional or yeah violence Could be physical. Or, or physical like yeah. version of it and so if the person goes into the you know the like the john gottman four horsemen you know like the yeah. attempt blame criticism stonewalling yeah if that's their default where it's like, well, these are just my tools. Exactly. When I, when I feel mm-hmm. reactive, my tools are to remove myself from any form of responsibility and go into contempt or disgust or blame or yeah. any of that. I just put it all on you. Then I, I think a more conscious, responsible adult version of relating would be like, having a conversation maybe when you're both sane and you're both in some level of homeostasis and saying like look you need to acknowledge or be able to acknowledge that in those situations like you are a bit of like an out of control tyrant child and is very challenging and I can be the adult like I'm able to maintain the adult frame during that time but it's really challenging and it's, it's really putting a lot on me. And I can't just always be the adult. Or you can't just always be the adult if I'm the person that's going yeah. into like the tyrant child. Yeah. Yeah, what happens yeah. when I'm not around? I need you to feel and see that every time you do that, you're injecting poison into this relationship, this opponent processing yeah. cycle where it's like, okay, you need to win. I need to win. We go back and forth with this. All we're doing is we're just injecting poisonous arrows into the third part which is the relationship you never win there is no winning if you're in the mindset of i am trying to win you are only fulfilling your ego and killing the relationship yeah there's a gay hendrick says in the conscious loving the race to the victim position Uh i mean how much i did that in relationships previously oh my god Mm. because i saw that that was what i saw modeled between my parents was one of the two just always fighting to be the bigger victim. That was like how you would win. Mm-hmm. Especially I think the feminine really does that. Really yeah. fights to be the bigger victim because it's like damsel in distress. It's easier to win and I feel like we're better at it. It's culturally acceptable as yes. being a, a power position. Exactly. To, if you're yes. a victim if you're a victimy guy, it's like bro, stop being a pussy. Exactly. If you're a victimy exactly. woman, it's like everyone gather around and support. Yes, yes. Stop 
everything. Yes, we're like, bring it. <laughs> we have a victimized woman. We're like, turn on Sex in the City, grab ice cream. Let's do this, babe. We, it's like popcorn's ready. Lean in. We've got a text chain going. You are the hottest girl around. Blah, blah, blah. But it's true. Like, being a victim as a woman is so much more normalized and celebrated. And I feel like that was such a power play for me. I would manipulate to be the victim so much. And I have so much. I don't have so much sadness, but I think about that. I'm like, oh, I wish I could apologize for that because I really recognize what I was doing in that scenario. And it wasn't empowering. It doesn't feel good. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.